Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Final segment here on the Blitz as we roll into April as we continue to get ready for the 2023 NFL Draft, kicking off just three weeks from today on Thursday night. And joining us now, he's our good friend of the show. He's our day one, covers the Steelers for the Post-Gazette, Mr. Brian Backo. BB, what's up, cousin? How we doing? Doing great. Uh, had a little long weekend uh, with the wife in Seattle. So oh, wait, yeah, I was going to say, you were out on the West hey. Coast, right? Yeah, yeah, we were out Pacific Northwest, <clears throat> I guess those folks consider it. Uh, never yeah. been before, but it was pretty cool. And as I said in my chat on Monday, uh, not one but two Steelers-affiliated folks on my flight home. Uh, one, Devin Bush, and also new linebackers coach Aaron Curry. So, Whoa. A so, so Curry. You, were still, you were still out there on the prowl Whoa. doing the news hound thing. Even no, I wasn't. I didn't, uh, I didn't try to interview either guy. I was, uh, I was pretty ducked off just trying to, to take a little bit of a snooze before the, uh, the flight said- home. You should say, hey, what, what, Aaron, we got we got we got five hours across the coast here. I mean, can I, can I get five no, minutes? <laughs> no interaction, right? Yeah, you gotta get you a little little, little story, man. Initial well, Devin Bush like reaction. <laughs> so it took me a second to realize who Aaron because we haven't met Aaron Curry in person yet. So there was oh, there was that okay, natural okay. there was that natural yeah. like this guy looks really familiar. Who is this? Yeah. And then I finally <laughs> put two and two together. Yeah. Um but he was in a different part of the plane than I was, if you catch my drift. So. I thought you said ah, in the yes. front. Yes. You weren't in the front. I was not in the front, Moats. No, no. Backa was first class. Backa was first class, but Aaron Curry was flying the plane. You know, he was up in the yeah, I, I, I see what you mean. Okay, okay. I see what's going on. He now. had more leg room, put it that way. Ah, uh, <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah. Well, he needs it. He's a big dude. Okay, so I got I got to know, just quick quick little quick little uh, veer off, off the path here. Uh, my wife Morgan and I, we went, we did Seattle and Vancouver, uh, five days in each for our honeymoon in Well, this is relevant because the Steelers play in Seattle next year. Uh, so I know you were out there scouting it. You were out there scouting for us. Many of our faithful us. listeners yep. might want the scouting report on, uh, Absolutely. on a 2023 road game city. So we, uh, it's, it's funny. Like my, my wife and I, when we vacation, we're not necessarily beach people. Um, like we like to go somewhere new and explore and new food mm-hmm. and new things to do and stuff like that. So we, you know, where most people just go sit on a beach and 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 drink and and hanky panky for a week for their honeymoon, <laughs> right? Morgan and I, uh, we did five days Seattle, five days Vancouver, and we loved it. Um, and so I gotta ask. I mean, I know you went to the market, right? Did you get this? Did you get the salmon chucked over your head and everything down there in the market? 
I saw the salmon dudes doing their thing, but we didn't buy any from them. I did later on get salmon at one of the restaurants there, so I could at least say I did that. But did nice you know hookah. Seattle does have a beach? They've got a beach in West Seattle on Elliott Bay. So interesting. Uh, interesting. We checked that out, but it was pretty chilly. Um, so we did mm. checked out the, the Alki Beach, I think it's called. We hiked okay. uh, hiked a mountain, and yeah, obviously a lot. You know, went up the Space Needle. Your classic tourist. Did you get Elliott. Starbucks? Yes, I went to the OG yes. Starbucks. Let's uh, go. Which, which I found out from my research is not actually the first Starbucks because what? their original uh. location they moved after five years, but that's not there anymore. So this is, I guess, the longest running Starbucks in the so country. So it would be it'd be like if the Primanis wow. in the strip district moved wasn't really the to first the North yeah. Shore. And they call it the you know what I, that I feel, wow. I feel deceived. I mean, I Seriously. still waited in line for a few minutes to to get just to say I got a drink from uh, from that longest running location yes. down there longest and in Pike Place. Longest. Oh my gosh, that's oh yeah. That's well, you can't go to the you can't go to the first one anymore, so it is kind of yeah. a technicality, but. Mr. Backo, we are obviously a talking draft, and and Motsi and I, kind of the theme of today's show has been pri- if priorities have shifted from a Steelers standpoint. Now, kind of on the on the tail end of free agency, uh, they've added on the offensive line, they've added on the defensive line, they've added at linebacker. They brought in Patrick Peterson and Keanu Neal. I mean, they've they've been pretty active here in free agency. So, just quite simply, I know this is a pretty open ended question, but you know, from where we were like a month ago when the combine wrapped up and free agency was about to get going. Have you seen a, a drastic shift in your, in your priorities for the Steelers, you know, particularly with the first two or three picks, you know, 17, 32, 49, where you may be thinking offensive line, offensive line. And now that's not quite as a concern linebacker or defensive line. Have, have you seen your priority shift for the Steelers at all based off of, you know, what's been a, a pretty hefty load of business that they've done here in the last month. Not particularly, although they do, like you said, they keep adding. Uh, I talked to you guys last week, and I think literally just a few hours later, maybe they go and, and make a couple more signings yeah. with yeah. Uh, Braden Bahoko mm-hmm. and Keanu Neal. So, I, I mean, the, the way that it sets things up for me, Wes, is I don't think it really changes the priority position-wise, but I think all these moves, bringing in starter-capable veterans, uh, dudes who have been around the block a time or two, it allows you to to really – I think you can take a bigger swing uh, at, at pretty much every pick that you've got. Like, for instance, at, at 17 overall, I, I don't think you're as uh, – there's not as much pressure to get somebody who's going to be an instant impact force. It'd certainly be nice, but you've got so much depth up and down the roster at the moment that uh, you can probably try to grab somebody who might take a little bit of time to develop but you think has a higher ceiling than you'd otherwise need. I mean, these last few, few drafts for the Steelers – Going back to Devin Bush in 2019, he he was relied on to come in right away and, yeah. and play a role for the most part. Uh, Najee Harris, same thing. Kenny Pickett, same thing. Week four, they throw him in there. I, I don't know that this year's first-round pick will uh, will have to be thrust into the spotlight as quickly as the last few. And the fact that they're continuing to make free Asian acquisitions and building that competition – uh, from one through, you know, it'll be 90 eventually on the offseason roster. Uh, I think that's a that's a good thing and something this team needed after, you know, the way some, you know, frankly, they were outclassed a couple times last year. Uh, teams like the Eagles and Bills showed how big the gap was in, in terms of the, uh, you know, the top to bottom talent. Yeah, man, I definitely agree with you right there. Um, but with that thought process and looking at some of these visits that we've been hosting, is there a scenario where you see the Steelers taking a wide receiver? early on in this draft? 
early. I mean, it seems like they're always tempted to take one early. So right. <laughs> it's going to kind of depend on on who's there for sure. I mean, I think it might not match up in terms of a guy like Jordan Addison or Jackson Smith at Jigba either, you know, not maybe not quite what you want to use your first round pick on, mm-hmm. but then they probably don't make it to 32. Right, so that, those, right. those two ideas might just not match up. But uh, could they go ahead and, and pull the trigger uh, in the third round? Potentially, um, mm-hmm. I worry a little bit about the dynamics of the room if you use a, another high pick on a receiver. I mean, we we talked about this. Mozi was like, just talking about this yeah. too. Yeah, I mean, you know, you shipped off Chase Claypool at the trade deadline last year, <laughs> at least in part, I think, to kind of streamline yeah. the priority of the targets, and you want a little clearer mm-hmm. hierarchy because that was a lot of mouths to feed with mm-hmm. with Chase Claypool, Deontay Johnson, and George Pickens. You know, by the end of the season, we we're sitting there, and it was pretty obvious who the top two receiver targets were. If you throw another big name, talented guy in the mix, I mean, sure, it helps, but uh, can can you have too many cooks in the kitchen as as far as that goes? Yeah. I think there's something to that. So, uh, for me, I I don't think I would use uh, you know a real high pick on a wide out. I'd maybe start considering it in the fourth. But I okay. I think this draft, I mean, and for what the Steelers need positionally. I think you can find somebody in the seventh who either maybe you can develop them or there's somebody who, you know, isn't a real sexy pick because they're just kind of a possession receiver or a slot guy uh, who's dependable but not overly explosive. That actually could be the type of piece that they need to round out their receiving core. So uh, I'm still looking at you got to get a a large person probably (laughs) in the first round or a corner who can. Uh, turn into that eventual uh, number one shutdown guy that you haven't had in a while. Hey, that's 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 well said. It is. It's funny. Yeah. Mozi has a little bit of a crush on Zay Flowers. We've discovered in, like in him, today's man. show. So so I like so. Him. I mean, hypothetical. Let's go. You've got your choice of wide receiver at seventeen or Joey Porter Jr. You you go and you go in JPJ. I think I am. I mean, I really like Zay Flowers. Had him on my fantasy college football team last year. Mm, he did great. Nice, okay. did great work for me. We didn't win it all, but we came close. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he put up huge numbers at at BC. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he I've seen him compared. And I'm going to throw this out because I have seen it from multiple esteemed draft analysts. The AD physical comparison is, is a little spooky when you watch the tape. So... Um, you know, you oh, don't, did, you guys, did you guys trade notes? Did you trade notes? Oh, man. Notes? Nah, I mean, it's just, you, you know, you guys know you've been doing this long enough. There are certain players, you know, you, you put the film on and Bro, like, they just, identical. Yes. yeah. And, and part of that too, is like a kind of inherent bias because your brain always goes to the best football players. Which you know, watch. Yeah. Right. Over, over the, you know, well, over we, the we course grew of with your... that. That was, that was in the locker room with the, that was big chess. Right. That was Ronald Osher and all the other nicknames. Come on, man. Yeah. 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 Ronald. Um, you got to call Ronald. me Ronald. Yeah. Right. Man. Yeah. Exceptionalism but my point is, is... Like, no, 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 nobody ever, t- you know, turns on some highlights of a draft prospect. It's like, you know what? Reminds me of a young Kobe Hamilton. Yeah. You know, like, so hey, you always, you. Start, uh, you know, you always start kind of connecting with, you know, the players who have had the most success. So, that naturally leads to uh, some pretty high ceiling, lofty comparisons. But yes, in this case, you know Zay Flowers is very much a first round prospect. I think he could uh, he could come back here, link up with his old buddy Phil Dracovic, who's going to be playing mm. quarterback uh, for the for the Pitt Panthers. Zay Flowers be right across hey. the hall with the Steelers. That'd be kind of fun. Um, you know, Jackson Smith and Jigba, I guess his brother is up here playing for the Pirates right the Pirates. now. So. Yeah. 
that'd be another connection. And, you know, Jordan Addison, that one uh, goes without saying. So there, there are certainly some intriguing wide receiver options. I don't know if you'd be welcome on the pit side of the building, but uh, <laughs> maybe Kenny Pickett could smooth things over there between the, uh, the two sides. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I just think that with Deontay Johnson, George Pickens, and you want to give Calvin Austin every opportunity, I think, to carve out a role for himself. Mm-hmm. Anthony Miller's flying under the radar. He looked really good last year in camp. And, you know, I remember seeing him in the locker room and at practice last even even though he was injured and on IR. I mean, he was still very engaged with things. And uh, I think he wants to be a, a part of, of this mix. So uh, they do have options if they don't use a real high pick on a wideout. But I can understand the long-term thinking of Deontay Johnson's got a couple more years. George Pickens was good as a rookie. Um, but, you know, you don't necessarily want to put too much on him too mm-hmm. soon. So uh, you do have to look down the line. But you have to do that at basically every position right now. Uh, defensive line, offensive line, corner, even inside linebackers. So uh, they, they could certainly go a lot of different avenues. What I like about the free agent signings is they put themselves in a place that they can have a pretty large menu from which mm-hmm, to select yeah. when they get to that 17th pick. Now, without a doubt. Um, speaking of, though, some of those wide receivers and stuff like that, and just ultimately continue with this draft conversation, the guy that we picked last year in the third round, though, Calvin Austin, um, where do you feel the team is viewing him right now in terms of do they still look at him as a fresh draft pick, or is that something that you feel like they could potentially still just be looking at as – it's not going to deter them from selecting a true slot receiver or another speedy receiver. Yeah, it's hard to say because we just didn't really get to see much uh, yeah. of him. You know, I thought he looked good in in training camp for the brief time that he was there, but remember, he didn't even make it to a, to any preseason Dang, action. Yeah. So, um, you know, I I could see it going either way. I mean, I, I really liked him coming out of Memphis, but certainly you worry a little bit at that size. Is is his ultimate role going to be as a gadget guy with some right. jet sweeps and? you know, maybe a uh, 20 to 30% of the snaps type of player. Um, you know, hopefully not for his sake. I, I really like Calvin Austin. He made some some highlight, real-worthy mm-hmm. catches in the small windows that we saw him in uh, in OTAs and in camp. But uh, always the height is going to be a knock on him. Uh, you know, you, there's a lot of different ways to use slot receivers in today's NFL. He's kind of the traditional one when it comes to his – frame and his quick twitch ability but you're seeing how much success offenses are having now with the bigger slots to create matchup issues so i could see the steelers uh wanting to continue to look at prospects who are more in that vein so i I certainly think he will be a part of the equation but i just always go back to an old kevin colbertism that if they draft you in in the top three rounds you're expected to become a starter at some point over the course of your steelers tenure Calvin Austin was just outside of that. So as a fourth rounder, sometimes you want like, and, and even just in recent history, the proof's been in the pudding. You know, Buddy Johnson didn't get on scholarship very long as yeah. a fourth round pick. Kendrick Green, uh, you know, he was on the team last year, but being a third rounder didn't buy him a very long Anytime. leash. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, I think go, again, going back to what we were talking about, there's there are I think now very close to. 50 some players that you'd be comfortable taking into a 53 man roster going into week one. So it's going to be difficult for returning players. It's going to be difficult for some of these free agent signings. It's going to be difficult for some of the late round draft picks to, to make this team in the end. That's, that's just the math of it. So, um, you know, a lot of range of outcomes for Calvin Austin. I still think he's a very exciting player, 
to keep an eye on. But yeah, to your point, Motes, I don't know that his presence will necessarily deter them uh, if they think there's a really good receiver prospect who falls to them. Hey, these uh, questions will start to become answers about three right. weeks from now when the first round gets underway. Mm-hmm. And for that, we are grateful. But we'll continue to speculate over that time as well, too. Uh, Brian Backo, the Post-Gazette, with us here on the Steelers Blitz. Mr. Backo, last one I've got for you. Uh, talk to me about Glenn Thomas, Steelers' new offensive assistant from Arizona State. He's most recently been in the collegiate rankings for a few years, Arizona State, UNLV. Uh, he was with the Falcons for a while. Uh, when Matt Ryan had some of the best years of his career, so he's got NFL experience. Um, is this to you? Is this a a Kenny Pickett hire? Someone who's got experience of working with and, and growing quarterbacks? Is this a help for Matt Canada? How do you how do you feel about uh, Glenn Thomas being uh, the newest Steelers assistant coach hired here? Yeah, I mean, I've been studying Glenn Thomas's playbooks and his uh, schematics for a long time. No, I'm just kidding. I, he it certainly came out of left field. A lot of people thought if they were going to add. To the offensive staff, it would be with a bigger name that we know who maybe going to kind of uh, watch over Matt Canada and how he was doing things and uh, possibly be ready to hop over from the passenger to the driver's seat if the car goes off the road. But I don't think that's the case here. I, I think this is just, uh, you know, an example of what a lot of teams are doing. You know, you can add as many guys as you want to your staff or women, I should say. You can add as many people as you want to your staff in the NFL to to try to perfect things and cast a wide net for new ideas. And uh, as far as Kenny Pickett, yeah, I mean, he does have some familiarity with Thomas because he was the uh, offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach back at Temple where Pickett originally committed to. So that's, it's kind of funny now. I mean, between him and Matt Canada, uh, two guys who recruited Kenny Pickett, but ultimately didn't end up coaching him in college. So for as much as, you know, what we know is for as much that Kenny Pickett wants to kind of sit in a dark room and, and watch film, uh, with himself you know I think that's good for him it can't hurt to have another smart film watcher and quarterback knower yeah. to bounce ideas off of and go through that stuff with him because Mike Sullivan has um, you know more on his plate and Matt Canada certainly has a lot more on his plate uh, when it comes to dealing with the entire offense so uh, makes sense to me but I wouldn't make too much of this and and I just kind of base that on the title he's an offensive assistant sure. Sure. He's not co-quarterbacks coach or co-offensive coordinator or senior offensive assistant or anything along those lines, at least not right now. Yeah, because otherwise, I was just thinking back on uh, with Matt Canada. We hired him, QB coach, a year later, ah. offensive coordinator, baby. Here's my here's my take it on that. Happens though. fast, I, man. Yeah, it does. I get that. I think a lot of people had that sort of in their mind at, at the yeah. time, but – Number one, I think Matt Canada, you know, Matt Canada was a slightly bigger coaching name from the college ranks at that time. And number two, if in that hypothetical, you know, that would be the third consecutive offensive coordinator for the Steelers without NFL offensive coordinator experience. Experience, yeah. And that would be a a frustrating move, I think, for a lot of the fan base, to say the least. If they Um... went down that road again, um, Nothing against Glenn Thomas. He might be the brightest uh, offensive mind we'd, we've never heard of and is just waiting for his uh, his big break. But uh, I think if things go south again in 2023, yeah. you you better pay up a little bit to get somebody who's got some bona fides at yeah. the NFL level call in place. Because I was wondering, would that classify as like a promotion from within? Since technically he was a hire yeah. from without. Yeah. 
Like a, I mean, that's what we people yeah. always argued about that with Canada. I mean, yeah. there, was, there was a lot of same old, same old. He came from within, but obviously a year <laughs> prior, he came from the outside. So, <laughs> right. um, yeah, hard, hard to say. But uh, I'll uh. say this much, though. This was an offensive staff before the hire of Glenn Thomas that didn't have a ton of, like, play call, you know, offensive coordinator mm-hmm. type yeah. experience because, you know, Mike Sullivan has done it, but that was quite a while ago mm-hmm. uh, in the NFL and, you know, your receivers and running backs coaches, they've been true position coaches for yeah. the most part, uh, as well as Pat Meyer, the O-line coach. Although he might have some run game coordinator, uh, you know, type of experience on his resume. But Glenn Thomas is somebody who, um, you know, he's, he's got a little bit of a different background than the rest of their assistants on offense. I like it. Basically, what Brian Bacco is saying is that a year from now, Ben Roethlisberger is going to be added to the to the Steelers Boom. staff. That's 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 where we're going with all of this. Now, Ooh. hey, if, if they're going to make an OC hire that doesn't have NFL uh, experience, I'm on board with that one just for the juiciness. <laughs> that would be spicy. Let's go. It would oh, never be a dull you know moment. Yeah, oh, would be, listen, for, for what yeah. the three of us do here for a living, that would certainly be a welcome development in that regard. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Our buddy Brian Backo hasn't changed his number since the seventh grade, doesn't do cap. Make sure you're checking out all of his draft preview work and all of his mailbags this month as we get ready for the draft in Kansas City at the end of April. Brian, thank you, partner, as always. We appreciate you taking the time, and we'll talk soon. Yep, talk to you guys next time. Hey. There he is. There he goes, Mr. Brian Backo. Motsi, a couple tweets here to, uh, to wrap up the show today, if that's all right with you. Man, let's get after it, baby. Let's do it. All right, partner. Uh, Steeler Nation 920, our buddy up in Wisconsin, said uh, yeah, this is a good one. All right. Two two questions here. First one is just what free agent signing so far do you feel will have the most impact? We both going with Patrick Peterson? Uh, No, I, I'm going Isaac. Say you That's a good one, too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, are, definitely. One of those two. Yeah. I mean, you should think about the offensive line situation a year ago. Yeah. No, it's a great point. That's it's a good yeah. call. You're probably being more practical. I'm just going for the more sexy answer. Oh, I mean, who doesn't love Pat Pete? But I got to show some love to my trenches, guys. But, you know, I did cut my teeth in high mm-hmm. school on that old line by yeah, you day. You know what I'm saying? You Listen, saying? folks, we, we I mean, movers over here. Mozi was, if they're running left, they put them on the left side. If they're running right, simple. they put them on the right side. Right, hey, you want to get exotic? Hey, hey, let's, let's get exotic. I'm going to line you on the right and pull you to the left when we run left this time, all right? But those, I mean, those are probably the two at the top of the list, right? Yeah, Sam Alu yeah, and, and, and Patrick Peterson. Yeah. Um, now, this is a good one. Steeler Nation 920 says, I need to know when I come to Pittsburgh to do tourist things, top five things that I should do with my family that aren't sports related. So he says no games, no Hall of Honor. I got you. Incline, yep. Incline, Strip District. Yep. You want to walk one of them bridges. What well, this Clemente? One of them. You gotta walk one of them, though. Put your little lock take up some there. pictures. Take you some gotta pictures. Take, gotta take your pictures. Um, let's see where else we want to. How you go? Non-sports related. I think like I think you gotta do like Kennywood or Sandcastle. Yeah, one of those two yep. as well. Um, and then Mozi, you know, it it, it sounds funny, whoa, whoa. but museums what? like there's so many. Literally, it's the that's... Warhol, the Children's Museum, oh, love... Carnegie, the Science mm-hmm. Center. Like we've got and, so and... many amazing museums. And with the museums, you don't have to alter your packing arrangement in terms of like bringing up dress clothes and stuff like that you right. go your casual stuff right. whereas when i think of like the art or theater district i'm like oh yeah you got shows but you got to pack extra stuff you might not want right. to do that right. but yeah the museums man the warhol 
Oh, Carnegie, yeah, the Heinz History Center. I mean, you got you even got the African uh, the African American History, uh, the August Wilson Center down there as well. Wilson Center as well. The Mattress Factory, which is a museum in Lawrenceville. I mean, it's funny. It sounds like a place that sounds like a place you go to, you know, to outfit your bedroom. Yeah. Um, there, there really is like we're spoiled in Pittsburgh. There's some walk really the cool strip, museums. Do the eating tour, man. Come on, just walk the walk strip. Walk the strip, do the eating tour, yeah, and then man. and then and then go check out a museum. I mean, that's a yeah. heck of a day. Sandcastle, Kennywood. Uh, Absolutely. you're right. You got to got to do the incline. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I, I'm just trying to think real quick if there's anything that we're missing, but I think that yeah, does a, I think that does a pretty good, this, yeah, pretty good idea. Non-sports related, baby. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we are we are we are spoiled in that regard. There's some to, there's some there's some cool. Let's say go to go to like Shinley Park, get your little walk in. Yeah, or, yeah. You know, if you if you into like pop culture, go to uh, Frick Park, Blue Slide Park for Mac Blue Miller Slide one Park, time. Mac you know Miller, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you want to travel a little bit, you know, like 45 minutes or so, you go to places like Falling Water. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? That mm-hmm. are that are really cool. Uh, yeah. North Park is always a fun day. Like, oh you yeah. Can, can rent kayaks and boats and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, go, I mean, going, just going down to the point in Pittsburgh with the fountain oh, beautiful. and everything going beautiful. on down there. So yeah, there's, there's Very a lot of fun stuff. There's a lot of fun stuff to do. That's not exactly sports centric, uh, oh, yeah. with the family. Boy, look, look at that sound like we know something in Pittsburgh. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, like we live here. it's like, we, it's like we live here or something, you know, I, know. I was like, man, maybe I ain't no tourist no more. <laughs> uh, last one here, Steeler rocker, our buddy Jay in New Hampshire. Says, I, says i got my hat in my hand fellas begging for forgiveness i've been all over the place I haven't been able to keep up with the show for the few for a few weeks so i do uh apologize for missing some of the discussions but with all these moves in free agency that we've made i really think that the steelers have a great opportunity to move up from 17 to get one of the top three left tackles maybe a corner as well too thoughts and thank you man first off man you know we appreciate yeah. you but yeah i definitely think that that is something that um they could do and if you've listened to Omar Khan when he spoke I believe it was at the combine he said that nothing is off the table in terms of moving up or moving back in the draft and that was prior to some of the moves that they've made in addition or since then so yeah I don't think that any of that has changed I think if they love a player whether it's one of these left tackles if they love a player, whether it's one of these corners if they love a player whether it's one of the receivers that we talked about any of these guys, and they truly want to go get them, don't be surprised. If you see this team move up to the 10th spot, don't be surprised because they have plenty of ammo to do that without negatively impacting this year's class, this year's draft. So, yeah, if they want to do it, man, if they find the person that they're targeting is there, yeah, they'll do it. I think so too. Like I, I would not expect the Steelers to trade up the six or seven or eight or right. something like that. But I think maybe ten potentially with the Eagles because mm-hmm. that relationship that we know is there. Even if it's something just moving up from seventeen to fourteen, from seventeen yeah. to thirteen, just a few spots, something like that. I do think that's a real possibility. And again, we haven't seen a ton of that with the Steelers over the years. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they did it with Devin Bush, they did it with Troy Polamalu. Like there have been some examples. You named two guys in a span of like thirty years, bro. <laughs> right, right. Exactly, exactly. We got Troy Palomalu and San Antonio Bush. Holmes. San Antonio Holmes. Right. Three. Oh, okay, all right. There we go. So yeah, every yeah. 10 years, basically. There we go. Here we go. But reminder, Omar Khan, this is really this is his first go at, at, at being in the captain's yeah. chair. Andy Weidel has a lot of say in this, and we know he comes from Philadelphia, where they've been very aggressive in terms of moving up and down in the drafts Especially over the year. 
especially, especially for offensive linemen and for Motsi's favorite yeah. quarterback, Carson Wentz. Oh, ooh, wait a minute. That'll do it for today. My favorite quarterback wears Jordans. Okay. You like how I got that? Yeah, to get that last yeah, little joke I, in there. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, as long as you know. That's all I mean, as long as you know. Yeah. <laughs> Motsi, that'll do it for today's show. Those were great tweets that we had today. Keep it no, rolling as we get doubt. as we get close here to the draft. You guys know we always want your questions, your comments, your concerns, your reactions. Steelers questions, Pittsburgh questions, football questions, people watching questions. We'll take them all here, particularly in the offseason when we've got a little more wiggle room for goofiness as well, too. But that'll do it for this week's programs. Uh, we will be back next week, one week closer to the draft. We'll keep uh, – w- I think next week, Motsi, we'll start diving into our, our big boards and all that stuff and yeah, talk, yeah. talk more specifics at each position. Thanks to our buddy Brian Backo for joining us as well, too, today, doing great stuff for us, as always. And before I go last, but certainly not least, a shout-out to the best co-host in the business, Arthur Nathan Motes III. Who, me? Have a good weekend, everybody. Enjoy it. Get out there in the sunshine and do a little exploring and a little fun out there in western Pennsylvania or wherever you may be. And we'll talk to you guys next week. As always, you know where to find us. It's on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. Steelers Nation Radio. Dale. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.